This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. We've got to win. We beat Cal just barely. It felt miserable, Did we know? but we got through. Did, did we, we win? I guess we won. We won. Yeah. Okay. The scoreboard it, says we won. It goes it, in the it goes in the W column. I know. In in my heart, it doesn't feel like a true win, even though we did come out. It just did it like uh, really. It felt like obviously the offense was struggling for most of the game, but it had some like spurts of sustained drives, and then they just sputter out or have turnovers, and you're just like, that's annoying. Um. We had a lot kind of, you know, hyped up about this game. You know, you had the Cal running back, Ott, you know, talking about he was didn't really respect Auburn that much. And guess what? We held him under 100 yards, and that's pretty solid uh, for, a, for a guy of his caliber. And so there were some kind of interesting storylines coming into this. Um, one of the fun ones that I started watching was uh, all the different fans. I even had a few of my friends from college uh, make the trip all the way out to California for this game. Um, and really, it looked like, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it seemed like 20 to 25% of the fans in the stadium were dressed in orange. And that felt pretty cool. Like, just to just for one game, travel all the way out to California. I mean, how does that make you feel, like, to have that kind of support all the way out in California, 2,000-plus miles away? Yeah, I was surprised by the amount of people that went. I mean, I'm grateful for them i just i i I probably would never you know think about making that big of a trip you know for the for the game but it was impressive i you know i don't know my geography as well as i should i think it was not terribly far from san francisco and i saw a lot of people kind of made it a trip to san francisco and then you know went on up to the uh college university but yeah i think we had a ton of support i mean there was one time actually Something happened on the field and it, it got real loud and I was like, "Wait, is it is did I miss something? Is it good or bad?" Because it was like <laughs> a point. It was like a point where it was good for Auburn. Yeah, the crowd was loud, and I realized, "Oh, that, that's probably our fans. Like you could hear them on the TV." Yeah, um, no, you could really hear them. Um, I, I even saw one of the beat reporters talk pregame, like right before you know everybody more or right after everybody warms up and they're kind of running back to the tunnel and kind of get ready to come out right before the game. Uh, the players ran over to the Auburn, uh, section where all the Auburn fans were and, uh, it got pretty loud and that's pretty cool to see. I mean, not to mention that, but then tiger walk was, I mean, you saw some of the videos. If you follow Auburn social media, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it felt like a kind of a, kind of like a normal tiger walk but way on the other side of the country. Um, so pretty crazy there. Uh, another kind of couple uh, notable people uh, that you know we know <laughs> as big Auburn fans, um, Tim Cook ended up showing up, and then also Aaron Rodgers uh, wore an Auburn shirt. Now, he's not an Auburn fan, obviously, but he had a bet with C.J. Zuma and uh, – he lost the bet because Auburn won. So, you know, that's pretty fun. Um, and then apparently maybe Ronald Acuna from the Braves is also a Braves fan or an Auburn fan. We'll see. Um, he tweeted something like, it's cold. 
and maybe he's an Auburn fan. That'd be kind of cool, right? Um, and then, of course, we had Bruce Pearl, the great ambassador that he is, uh, travel all the way out to California and uh, support this football team. And uh, just pretty cool just to see the – again, Bruce is a big supporter of football, and I'm sure Hugh Freeze, once basketball season gets started back up, um, it'll kind of be a mutual uh, respect thing there where they'll both uh, kind of read each other on. Um, so I wanted to talk through another couple of uh, storylines here. Um, let's start out with uh, a positive, the strong defense. How good was it for Auburn in this game to only allow Cal, who I, I think none of us thought it would be this low scoring, and only allows Cal 10 points? How crazy is it that we held them to that? And some of it was just, we stood tall and we forced them to make some long field goals. And thank goodness their kicker went, just had an off day. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't, I can only think of one bad play defensively. And it was, it was pretty obvious they were going to do a QB draw and we did not have a linebacker that's fighting. Yeah. That's literally the only bad play. I mean, not only did we only give up 10 other kicker missed some field goals, right. But uh, not only did we only give up 10, they basically played on our half of the field. Almost the entire game. I mean, it was yeah. it was just a weird game. I mean, there, I don't know how you only give up ten points. I mean, Cal is not a bad offense. I mean, they what did they put the week before? It was like fifty they, points. Yeah, I mean, and again, they weren't playing a great opponent, but you know, they they. I mean, it's a great running back. They have a mobile quarterback. Um, you know, they have some weapons and. I mean, even their games last year that they lost, I think they, you know, a lot of them were close. It was like 45-37 to USC or something. Like, they put up yeah. points. Um, so, I was, I am shocked by our defense. That's, I don't, and shocked by Asante. I mean, I have, I did not see any of this coming. Um, in fact, if you only showed me our defense and did not tell me what happened on the offense, I would tell you right now, I'd be like, oh, we're winning 10 games. Like yeah. looking at that defense, I'd be like, I'm changing my prediction. We're winning in ten games. Um, yeah. I would be surprised if we don't. And then you, and then you're like, wait a minute, let me show you our offense. And I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> we're we're back <laughs> to seven, maybe seven wins. Yeah, the the amount of times and somebody uh, pulled out the stat. Cal started four drives in Auburn's territory, which normally when that happens, it's almost automatic points. Like either it's a field goal. Even if you get one first down, you know, you, you get a field goal, maybe not a touchdown, but in those four drives in Auburn territory, that only resulted in three points the whole game. So for Auburn's defense to to do that was just a thing of beauty. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of those field goal kicks, you know, were like 40 plus yard field goals, which, you know, for most field goal kickers, that's not automatic. And it was showing. Um, their kicker was struggling. Um, now he did drain like a 52 yard field goal, but then there was that fluky hold call, which rarely ever gets called. Um, but Hey, I'll take it. It forced them to throw a hail Mary and then we got a, you know, interception out of it. So that's pretty fun. Um, so pretty crazy that our defense was that good. Um, especially, I mean, the, the MVP on defense was for sure. Uh, Eugene Asante. Um, and then probably closely followed by defensive lineman uh, Marcus Harris because Eugene Asante was everywhere. Like if he was, if there was a ball anywhere, 
he was within a few feet, if not making the tackle. Um, he ended up with 12 tackles, nine of them being solo, a sack, and a, a tackle for loss. Um, and he had a pass deflection thrown in there, too. So he had one of the best games I've ever seen in a linebacker. And and you know what's crazy is also, like, he kind of we, – we had some suspicions, like, he was going to be pretty good. But I was kind of, like, tempering my expectations. I don't know about you because, you know, we had heard – that he was essentially just on the practice squad last year and didn't get a whole lot of play time. And you're thinking, okay, maybe he helps depth-wise, but I can't imagine him being like a full-fledged starter. And look at him now. That was that was way above what I thought about him. And if he can keep that up, like you said, if, if we can keep that kind of defense up, I think you definitely raise the floor of what Auburn's uh, team can do, even if we have some uh, offensive issues. All right, so let's talk no. about – or did you have something to say? Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, no, no, I, yeah, on Asante, I was just – I mean, he probably is going to win SEC Player of the Week. I don't know who had a better game than he did. I mean, it, and he, he um, uh, you know, probably just went for a normal tackle, but it might have been on, like, their last drive or maybe the one before that. I mean, there was a – one-on-one, you know, running play. If he misses it, they get the first down, and he just, I mean, he buried them. I mean, it's just, he wasn't missing last night or, or at the Cal game. So, he was, a, he was a pleasant sight for a very ugly game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And... and like I mentioned, the other guy, um, Marcus Harris, on the stat sheet, on the stat sheet, doesn't necessarily kind of make you. He's literally only had two tackles. He had a sack, but the way he was just playing and affecting plays, it was benefiting the team. And again, he's kind of like a line, uh, you know, lineman that probably won't step out and be like, oh, he's getting you know three sacks a game or something crazy. No, he's just going to be a workhorse in the middle, and that's honestly what we need, um, especially because, in my mind, one of the big areas of concern, um, even though Eugene Asante was out amazing, even Larry Nixon, another linebacker, was amazing in this game, uh, I, I still think a weak point is still this linebacker um, core, and particularly in the depth. And if you can kind of shore that up with guys like Marcus Harris on the defensive line that are kind of help out, the linebackers um, while the linebackers are getting up to speed and becoming better. Um, I think that that can be a good balance um, if the defensive line keeps doing pretty well, like they, they did in this game. Um, now let's talk about some, maybe some less fun things that happen. Uh, one of them being turnovers. Um, Auburn had four and somebody pulled out a crazy stat uh, <laughs> between 2018 and 2022 those football seasons for NCAA teams that had four four kind of turnovers or more and only recorded 15 or less first downs guess what those teams went 
one and 65. So only one out of 66 games ended up winning. And somehow Auburn was in that stat, which is sad to say. We had four turnovers and could not get even 15 first downs. But we somehow managed to get the win. And you know what? I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. I know Hugh Freeze said it. A win is a win. But this feels like a win is a win. And we move on. And in my mind, you know, we got Sanford up next week. That gives us some time to maybe shore up some stuff. Now, I don't think you're going to be able to tell too much change is going to happen because we should beat Sanford. Spoiler alert for the next podcast. But uh, those are things that we have to clean up. And turnovers is the big one uh, in my mind. Are there any uh, turnovers, any other areas of concern that you saw in this team um, that you really want us to uh, improve on? Um, we had some penalties, some costly penalties. Yeah. On offense. I mean, we had a couple of big plays and they were, you know, called back for holding. I mean, every big play we had, you know, turned into either a turnover, which you've hit on or holding or penalty. Um, so yeah, I mean, we gotta, we gotta clean that up, you know, <laughs> excuse me, just from a being disciplined standpoint. Um, other than that, I, I definitely would just, I don't know, like to see, I'd like to see more passing. Um, you know, like the for example, the touchdown or first touchdown was a drag route. I don't think we've run that in thirty years. I didn't know we could run those at Auburn. <laughs> I thought um, it was illegal or something. You know? I thought it was illegal. So I think, you know, that was nice. Um and just 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 I think what we've tried to do is be like, all right, look, we're gonna we're gonna go out there and run the ball, keep it close to the vest and and get some victories. And I think if nothing else, this game proves that uh, we're just going to go out there and go wide open. I mean, yeah, yeah, Thorne may throw a pick, you know, but we're going to have to risk that. Like, we're not going to be able to go out there and just run over anybody. And, uh, I mean, Sanford, but, you know, when we go to A&M, I guess this could have been a wake-up call saying, all right, we got to go try to win the game. Like, yeah. we're going to have to throw the ball around. Just, listen, we threw the ball, the two, that last drive, it was just an athlete making plays. I mean, that catch Fairweather mm-hmm. made to keep the drive going was insane. Yep. And then the throw to the end zone, the fade route, it's just a guy making a play. And I'm like, we went and got dudes that can make plays. Throw them the ball. Right. <laughs> like that's, let's start throwing them the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I wonder if the coaches thought, yeah, we can just run the ball, which, you know, if you look at the stat sheet, we ran the ball 38 times this game but we only averaged three and a, about three and a half yards per carry. And that's not very good. That is not good when you want to win football games. Um, so you kind of take into account all of that and you're thinking, yeah, you got, you, if you want to win the football game, you have to pass the ball a little bit more around. And I get it. Like sometimes Peyton was looking a little kind of, I don't know, just not in, in the right mindset. It felt like wasn't, throwing the ball really well, even like you know, one of the interceptions that he threw, like that that one looked like a just wobbly duck, and you're like, that doesn't look normal. Like he, I've seen so many passes from him from practices or uh, last week, and you're thinking, yeah, this guy can throw the ball. Um, so something was just a little off. Thankfully, it came together uh, on the game-winning drive, but you know there were kind of concerns there, um, and I, I really hope, 
Peyton Thorne, again, this may be a wake-up call for him that, you know, this is what it takes to win. Um, you know, he's played at Michigan State. He knows what it takes to win there. But what does it take to win at Auburn? Um, and you know what? Sometimes you have to, like, have a little bit of wake-up call, and this this may have been one of them for them. Um, also, kind of interesting thing with – I was not expecting – us to have necessarily issues with play calling, but this was a, a week that I was struggling to figure out what we were doing on offense. Like it looked very predictable. Um, kind of looked like sometimes what like very predictable, like you would get towards the end of Gus Malzahn's tenure at Auburn. And I was just scratching my head. It looked very boring, kind of not, not what I was expecting, considering, you know, what we saw in the first week. Now, again, it's UMass. I don't think UMass is that good. But what was your your take on kind of the offensive play calling? Because I think that plays a, a key piece in what was happening on offense. I don't, you know, we only see Peyton Thorne. You know, the camera's only on him. So I don't know if some of these calls were good calls and he was missing the receiver. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Um, it did seem like they were not helping him much get in the rhythm. Like, I don't know if your quarterback struggling, I just feel like slant routes uh, and screens are just so easy to get them in a rhythm. Right. And yep. we weren't, you know, he, he may have been missing guys, but it was, you know, he was doing deep drops. It was like, we were looking for deep stuff and I'm, I'm like, this guy's not in a rhythm, <laughs> like help him out. Yeah. Um, I don't mean this towards any, I don't care who you decide to go with. We got to stop the in and out quarterback. I mean, you can't get in a rhythm that way. Um, yeah. I don't, I, or, I absolutely. Or, or if you do it, you have to do it in a meaningful way. Yeah. Like bring in Robbie on, you know, first and five at the goal line, you know, something like that where you're like, all right, Peyton Thorne knows it's coming and Robbie knows it's coming. They're ready. Cause there were even times this game where it felt like when they were switching them out, they had to call a timeout because they didn't know what was going on. What was the play call? I mean, you, you don't, you shouldn't just swap out quarterbacks, just swap out quarterbacks. Like you should have a plan and the players know the plan. And maybe that's something, I mean, if I, if I'm Hugh Freeze, if I'm seeing it, I'm sure Hugh Freeze and you know, Philip Montgomery, the offensive coordinator are seeing it. You, you got to get that right. If you get that right, then I think there's spots where you can use Robbie Ashford, but I, I still think like you got to go with one quarterback for a majority of it, just because of game flow, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and you make a point. Somebody told me I, I don't know where they found this info. They said that they said that Hugh called that timeout at the end when Robbie went in, and you know because Hugh's basically not calling the plays or involved. And, and yep. I think you called that timeout and said, "No, here's what we're gonna run," um, and that's when they ran the fade to Fairweather. I, you know, listen. I didn't know what to expect of Thorne. After first game, I was like, man, he's got great pocket presence. This could be good. Second game, he did not have good pocket presence. Um, he looked rattled. He did not look like a third-year quarterback. Uh, but also, it, I don't know, the second game in the system. So it, yep. here's what I will say. I think Thorne is probably our best chance to run a full-blown offense. And Thorne in a rhythm is your best chance. Um and so I just think you got to – I'm with you. Like, I don't mind Robbie coming. I like Robbie a lot. I think Robbie should probably get a couple of snaps a game, but be it needs to be – it needs to have a meaning behind it. You're right. Instead of just, yep. oh, well, we're just going to second and seven throw Robbie in there in the middle of the Yeah. Game. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of my – that. th- Yeah, that's my point. Like, it felt like it was just kind of 
out of sorts. Nobody knew what they were really doing. And, you know, that's something, you know, you can kind of scrimmage and, you know, game plan a little bit for that uh, before you even come to the game. So, I mean, I'd rather, again, get this out of our system, considering we got to win, you know, figure that out. Um, before we go, in my mind, first big test besides Cal is Texas A&M. And we're going to Texas A&M, which, you know, now I'm not as scared, but obviously we're going to um, Aggie Nation, College Station, whatever you want to call them out there. Uh, the Collie Dogs, it's it's going to be a tough fight, but I think it's a little bit more winnable now. Um, let's talk about uh, some of the other players. You know, we talked a little bit about Rivaldo, um, but I wanted to hit on something else. I mean, we didn't see him on at UMass, you know, catching anything it didn't feel like we were running any plays to him and we just heard you, know, you and i had heard a lot about him um in the off season just because he's a big guy physical um and you know we were like where's this guy coming like when when is he going to start making his presence known on the football field and he did so i mean he had three really good catches this game one over the middle of the field which again that's amazing love middle of the field passes um, and then secondly, the big catch 28 yards that kept that drive going. And then obviously the touchdown that everybody, um, has seen now where you just give them, give them a shot. And you're like, that's, that's awesome. Again, make, he's an athlete, let him do his thing. Um, so really excited to see what he can do. Um, because I'm sure we will use him and use him a lot because Hugh Freeze loves the big wide receivers, or in this case, kind of a tight end that's very much a receiving tight end and man if we can keep using him the future is bright for that tight end room um let's also talk about a few more things um let's talk about defense and then we'll kind of round things out with special teams um Jaden not you know he made that comment about not really respecting auburn um you know keeping him under 100 yards is pretty darn good um actually under it was 78 total yards, average under four yards a carry, which, you know, that's that's fine. But to win football games, you need a little bit more than that. Um, and sure enough, Auburn, you, you, you could see they, they pinned their ears back and they knew exactly where he was. Um, so love to see that. Um, any other kind of big players beside Eugene Asante and uh, anybody else that kind of stood out to you from this game? Uh, overall or just on defense? On defense, on defense. Um, I mean, Kaufman. I mean, Kaufman played good. He got, I don't, you know, he came out of that game. I don't know. We didn't, I haven't heard an update on him. Yeah. Um, he seems I heard to also. Maybe also... concussion. Was that, that okay? Was that right? But I, I haven't true, heard anything prob- concrete. I hadn't either. If he's, if that's the case, he probably will miss Sanford. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he just seems to, you know, be there when, when he's needed as well. Um, the DBs, I mean, I felt like, you know, we've, I feel like, I don't know, I keep, the last 15 years, it's been like when the ball's in the air, we just panic and pass interfere, and I don't think we're doing that as much this year. Yeah, that was uh, that was very encouraging. Yeah, so I like to see that. And then just all in all, man, I know you're asking on individual players, but I, I, I didn't say this earlier. I just, you know, we've had bend but don't break for so long, and I know we're going to get burned occasionally this year doing this, but how fun is it watching us attack? I mean, we are like, we are yeah. bringing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many times, you know, as, as good as that, I'm thinking about like Kevin Steele's defense, that was just so good, but it was kind of bend, but don't break kind of defense. And 
now you're saying a Ron Roberts defense that is just attacking. It felt like maybe I'm exaggerating, but like every other play we were bringing a little extra pressure that they weren't expecting. And that's going to pay off. Like how many times I saw like a corner kind of blitzing or a linebacker blitzing and they weren't expecting it and they get to the quarterback may not result necessarily in a sack, but it hurries the quarterback and causes an incompletion, which is just about as good. Um, and sometimes even better because that gets in the quarterback's head that <laughs> the guy's running at me, a 250 pound dude's running straight at my face and I'm about to get creamed. So, you know, that that's the kind of fun stuff that I'm, I am loving about this defense that is different than what we've had of defenses in the past. Yeah. I totally uh, agree with you. It's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had a few guys that uh, were kind of standouts, especially on the secondary. Um, DJ James at the very end, um, obviously got the interception that kind of sealed the game with about two minutes left to play. Um, Jalen Simpson right before half got an interception. That was a, kind of that Hail Mary. Um, that was fun. Uh, Keontae Scott pretty did pretty good um, on defense as well. He obviously also had a pretty good uh, time as a kick returner um had a 12 yard return um so you know pretty good things for him there um let's talk about special teams just for a little bit obviously the cow kicker messed up um that holding call i think you know on a 52 yard field goal kind of weird um but hey i'm an auburn fan and i will take it um (laughs) i don't know about you jared but sometimes college football feels like you gotta have a little luck um to win these kind of games and that felt like kind of like that's that doesn't normally get called and felt a little lucky there and then it was also you know <laughs> when uh at the very beginning of the game Peyton Thorne uh fumbled and the one of the officials blew it dead when that probably would have been a scoop and score pretty much um kind of deal so I felt a little lucky and I I'm okay with it for now but we can't rely on just being lucky the whole time. Um, we also had for kick returners, um, Brian Batie. He had one kickoff return that I he just got he got only out to like the 12 yard line. I think we had a holding call or something going on, and they got pushed back to like the six. And I was like, oh man, um, he was my player to watch, um, and he did okay. But I, obviously, I think he he can do better um, in the kick return game. Um, for kickers, um, we had, uh, Alex McPherson, uh, he just made a couple extra points. Um, Oscar Chapman had a day, um, he did have, I think one really bad punt. Um, it was only like maybe like a 30, 40 yard punt. It was maybe 30 yard punt. It was really bad. Um, but he had a few that were close to 50 yards. Um, so, and those didn't have any returns. So. You know, and kind of the grand scheme of things, it kind of evened out um, what he can do. And I, I think he's like an he could be an all SEC type kicker um, if he continues what he's done in the past um, at Auburn. So any other final thoughts about this game against Cal? Um, you know, things that you liked, maybe things you didn't like, any kind of general themes that you're seeing, anything like that? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, at the end of the day, defense right now, right now, they this could change. 
right now they're playing well enough to win some SEC games we probably didn't think we'd win. And the I think special teams all in all is pretty 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 uh, on par with what we probably thought. Uh, offense, yeah, back to the drawing board, man. We got to figure yeah. something out. Um, what? But here's the positive. Although we've had some offensive minds lately and it hadn't worked out, but I mean this is what they do, right? This is what Hugh does. So, um, you know, I, it's I guess it's better that that's needing to be fixed because I think we have some pretty good minds in that room that can do that. Yeah. Um, they're learning these guys. They're, and uh, those guys, I mean, Peyton Thorne wasn't even here in the spring. I mean, like. Yeah. He just showed up know. in like May or June. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all these guys are new. And listen, I don't think, because I know some people are listening, like, y'all guys are crazy. Like, I don't think Peyton Thorne's great. Okay. I don't think he's great. But I think Peyton Thorne is a very serviceable quarterback that if you, if players are him, help him out and he's put in the right position, you can win some games. You're not supposed to win um like i think he is capable of that and and leading a team but uh we gotta we gotta we gotta go back to the drawing board man because what we did against cal is not that's not gonna win too many games no it's it's definitely not i mean it it almost lost us the game against cal and honestly i i i'm i think after playing cal i mean they're probably gonna win like four maybe five games this season so they're not gonna be that good um and, and if we do that kind of performance against any SEC opponent that we've got ahead of us, it's not going to be good. Um, so you got to figure that stuff out. And, you know, I, I keep kind of coming back to the thought uh, that offenses, especially new offenses, because in, the, in my mind, this is like Ron or uh, Philip Montgomery's um, and then also kind of a combination of Hugh Freeze's offense. And then it's just brand new players. So you got a lot of things up in the air. It's going to take time to really, truly figure out what's working and what's not. Because you've only been going up against your own defense for a while. And you can only tell so much after you know running some plays and practice. Um, where obviously it starts to kind of the rubber meets the road, per se, is during these games. And this is some, some of those games that I think... You know, this is a game where I think we learned some stuff not to do. Now, figure out what to do in other games. And maybe we can go shock a few teams. Maybe go out to Texas A&M, beat them. You never know. Um, maybe shock either Georgia or Bama. Uh, no, probably not Georgia, uh, as much as it pains me. But maybe Bama. They look, you know, pretty, uh, you know, they, they look like a pretty beatable team right now. So, that that's pretty neat to see. And of course, we play Bama at the end of the year, so you got some time to figure stuff out like that. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.